Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right. Uh, welcome to uh, the Mark Cox Morning Show. We're happy you're with us this morning celebrating uh, our entry into Banana Republic status with a president uh, not competent to stand trial, but competent enough to apparently run the country. That's what we learned yesterday. It was a really, really rough day for the Biden administration yesterday uh, and sadly for the country. Uh, with what we learned. There's no doubt about it. And the Supreme Court, I, we might get a decision today. I, I, I really think after listening to those hearings yesterday, they're not going to fool around. There's no just there didn't appear to be any dissension among the nine justices, even the, the ones on the far left of the spectrum politically to to tolerate what Colorado was trying to do. I thought I had read something about a decision coming around Super Tuesday, which I was stunned about because that seems ridiculous for it to take that long. And especially to your point, Mark, it seems like they're definitely in there's a general consensus there with the justices that this is ridiculous for states to try to keep them off the ballot. Maybe they need to get a little AI up there at the Supreme Court, because I know one of the reasons it might take them a few minutes is somebody's got to be assigned to write the decision to be released. So just say, Colorado's wrong. AI, write me a paragraph <laughs> and issue it today. <laughs> you should try that with chat GPT and see what it comes yeah, up well, with. Well, I'm just saying, right? What what was the what was the story we had uh, the other day about the guy who used, was it chat GPT yep. to narrow down dates on Tinder until he finally found a wife? Wasn't it like he messaged thousands of women using <laughs> chat GPT and then, yeah, he found his wife. And now I was just reporting earlier this morning that the St. Charles Police Department is using artificial intelligence to write these really lengthy police reports, court oh. documents, and they still have to have the officer enter the information, sign off on it, a sergeant sign off on it, lieutenant sign off on it. It's not like they're just saying, here's what happened. Go ahead, AI, chat GPT. They're obviously, there's a, a system of checks and balances. But you can imagine that that's very time consuming and it takes officers away from patrolling the streets, which is really what people want. Yeah. Uh, and we need. Well, you want them on the streets, you mean? Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Hey, coming up, we're going to get to Jim Carafano. Uh, I need to question him you know he's a national security uh expert and <clears throat> geographically the fact that mexico has now moved to the southern border of gaza is concerning to me i mean i heard my president say that last night so i need to have jim explain to me uh what's really behind all this i think he'll have an opinion i don't know about you oh, that was breaking um, news <laughs> that i learned that gaza borders with I, 
I had no idea that the Palestinians mm. could just basically get right over to Mexico. And with President Z, I think is what yeah. he said, wasn't it? Or C or something. I don't know. But regardless, um, it, it, it was I tuned in just as that happened last night and then had to go back and watch the rest of the news conference. It was concerning, uh, to, no doubt about it. Also, Greg Jarrett, uh, who was listening to the Supreme Court hearing yesterday, for all I know, he was there. Uh, and we're going to check in with him at about 735. Stay tuned for all of that. First, uh, here are our top stories. The Mark Cox Shortlist. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Yeah, there he was. He was uh, he was an angry little elf last night. The president there, he did not like the fact that the special prosecutor raised concerns about his mental acuity. The world is in tremendous danger of possibly a World War III. And we have a man who's absolutely the worst president in the history of our country. Can't put two sentences together. Yeah, whatever you think of Donald Trump, uh, he's absolutely right to take advantage of this moment in history because uh, we've got a serious, serious problem on our hands, folks. But maybe put most boldly, I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. That's Elena Kagan. Uh, She is uh, one of the liberals on the Supreme Court, and she was even asking Colorado What in the hell are you thinking here? When was the last time you spoke to Joe Biden? I cannot remember when I talked to him. I do not remember. You don't remember? No. Wow, he and uh, and Biden are both having memory problems. We're in deep doo-doo. You know that. uh, uh, That was part of the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. That dropped sometime Around five o'clock yesterday, some between five and six o'clock. Mind you, a two-hour interview. Thank you. Because I, they're having to translate, obviously, what Putin's saying. I, I'm at the gym working on my dad bod, and uh, <laughs> I, I I get the the little notification from X that from from the the Tucker Carlson account that that has dropped, and I'm like, wow, I need to go listen to it. Now, normally those are about an hour long, mm-hmm. and I clicked on it and started listening to it while I was uh, while I was at the gym, and um. It was underwhelming. I know the talking points because a lot of people are angry with Tucker for even giving Putin that platform to talk. Other, other than understanding that Vladimir Putin is, is and always will be a KGB agent, right? He's a, he's, a, he's a smart guy. He's shrewd. He's tactical with what he does. Um, he's also a, a dictator, uh, and he's killed a lot of people. And and at the end of the day, even listening to Tucker, Tucker asked him some tough questions. And Tucker asked him, hey, listen, uh, why don't you release this uh, this journalist you've got over here? I'm going to play that for you here. But the, the point is, Tucker asked him some tough questions. At the end of the day, I didn't I didn't gain anything from this. I don't think Putin gained anything from it, really. he's He, he got his messaging out there. He wants you to think this is a... He's in Ukraine right now because historically Ukraine belonged to Russia. So we should get to go back in. Well, you you can't make that argument, right? I mean, historically, America belonged to Native Americans. They, they don't just get it back tomorrow. That That's not how these things – nations conquer nations 
all the time. New boundaries are drawn. If you choose to cross those boundaries, you've started the war. That's on you. So I don't. I, I'm not sure his argument won him any points last night. I don't know. Who, I don't know who he was making that argument to. Um, this was Tucker though pushing back on the journalist who is stuck over there in Russia. Listen. I just got to ask you one last question, and that's about Evan Gershkovitz, who's the Wall Street Journal reporter. He's 32, and he's been in prison for almost a year. And I just want to ask you directly, if as a sign of your decency, you would be willing to release him to us and we'll bring him back to the United States. We have done so many gestures of goodwill out of decency that I think we have run out of them. We have never seen anyone reciprocate to us in a similar manner. However, in theory, we can say that we do not rule out that we can do that if our partners take reciprocal steps. What makes this difference is the guy's obviously not a spy. He's a kid. And maybe he was breaking your law in some way, but he's not a super spy. And everybody knows that. And he's being held hostage in exchange, which is true. With respect, it's true. And everyone knows it's true. So maybe he's in a different category. Maybe it's not fair to ask for, you know, somebody else in exchange for letting him out. Maybe it degrades Russia to do that. He was receiving classified confidential information, and he did it covertly. He committed something different. He's not just a journalist. I reiterate, he's a journalist who was secretly getting confidential information. I do not rule out that the person you refer to, Mr. Gershkovitz, may return to his motherland. By the end of the day, it does not make any sense to keep him in prison in Russia. I hope you let him out. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And it's funny now how the EU is supposedly threatening sanctions against Tucker for doing that interview with Putin. Then the EU said, that, that's not true. We never said that. And then and then you've got a Hillary Clinton. I think it was an interview with MSNBC who referred to Tucker in regards to that interview as a useful idiot, that he's basically Putin's puppet. This is a ridiculous they, interview. Tucker's a, an imbecile, basically. They hate Tucker because he's a conservative. Right. But at the end of the day... Nothing in that interview helps Vladimir Putin's argument for invading Ukraine. I, I, I don't know how I don't know what what that accomplished. We need to hear what he had to say. Well, he thinks historically uh, it's his right to invade Ukraine. You, guess what? Russia owned a lot of land in Europe at one point. Uh, the rest of Europe better be worried, too, if that's the case. That is my impression of it anyway. All right, coming up, Jim Carafano. He knows a thing or two about borders. I'm going to ask him about uh, Gaza and the president's comments yesterday. We'll get to Greg Jarrett, a legal analyst for Fox, at the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The conduct... 
of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, has been、um, over the top. I think that,、uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. You know, I was born in the South. South Bronx. Jim Carafano, I thought the gate to Mexico was already open.、Um, <laughs> What am I missing here? No, I, you know, it was painful. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this isn't being political. You know me, I'm not partisan. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. But nobody can look at that and not be pained watching that. I mean, you have to remember、um, the normal day in the White House is 10 to 2. And there's a reason for that. I mean, because he, he doesn't function on either side of that. And, and when he does, they, you know, honestly, they must use chemical stuff to, you know, pump him up so he's at the top of his game. So here they do, they roll him out at night. He ought to be at the top of his game. And he, and he was awful. I don't know if you know this. There's this. When the, when the president goes around the White House, there's a, there's a team of about six people that go every, with him everywhere. And they're, they're called the Fall Guys. Because their job is to make sure that you know, he doesn't get lost or fall down or something. So, I, you know, I'm not a, a tin hat, you know, aluminum foil guy. Or, I mean, you cannot, you cannot argue anything. I mean, you cannot. You know, argue against the fact that the president's in cognitive decline. I mean, I just, it's just the reality of, what's, of where we are. I mean, and、uh, we ought to just accept that. I mean, people still want to vote for him. I, I get that.、Um, but, uh, but, there's, but it's just not even up for our discussion well, anymore. It's been a long time since the presidency had any, any form of like meritocracy. Like, you, do, you, don't, you don't have to earn it, you just have to be popular enough to get elected to it, right? And if you're, in, if you're in military intelligence, for example, and you're watching the, the leader of, of your,、uh, I don't know, biggest enemy、uh, right. around the world in this kind of shape, what does that do to national security? And, and I mean, how does the State Department navigate something like that when, you're, when your opponents know that the guy in charge is not all there? Well,、uh, you know, 99.9% of the State Department is, is, is on board with the whole Biden agenda. So for them, it's a labor of love. But、um, it leads to things like this. And I wanted to share this because it's speculative. So I don't know if it's factually true, but a lot of people have been investigating this. And, th- and this is kind of what people have concluded that Biden, you know, we know that Biden had negotiations with AMLO. We, we believe they just cut a deal. And, and they said, look, Just help us get the numbers down through the election. You know, and, and the AMO's got something for that. And we, we debate what?、Um, he wants more U.S. engagement and empowerment of Cuba and Venezuela, which is actually bad for us. It's against our interests.、Um, he wanted the U.S. to crack down on Texas.、Uh, and, and, the, and the Justice Department has you know, been suing Texas. Yes. But these are the kind of. These are the kind of deals that,、uh, you know, I'm, I'm not even sure if a, a fully cognizant, you know, Biden would have done any different. But this is, this is a weakness that, that we're showing on the global stage, and everybody gets the joke. 
And everybody is just kind of racing to say, let's let's get everything we can because, you know, God forbid this guy loses. Yes. Um, and even the Chinese, the Chinese, hilarious, the Chinese have been running around telling the Europeans like, um, oh, if Trump wins, he'll be terrible and you'll all have to be partners with us. Right. So even like the Chinese are all in for Joe Biden. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, I'm sure that you watched i don't know if you watched all two hours of it but did you watch the tucker carlson interview with vladimir putin i mean my take on it was i i don't know what was gained out of that whole thing uh that i didn't already know about putin there was a lot of criticism for even entertaining him in that in that thing but his argument jim seemed to be well historically ukraine all always belonged to russia so therefore what i'm doing is justified did i take that the wrong way no i actually uh, i actually you know look i putin is a, a genocidal Thug. Yes. I, I actually think he came off as a lying, cheating, genocidal thug. And, um, you know, I was tweeting him, you know, peop, since mass media has been invented, people have interviewed genocidal murderers with government titles in Africa and in Chisio. Uh, okay. And they always will. So I'm kind of like you. All of a sudden, done, I'm like, what do we learn here? The, the, you you know you can, we get up lots of different views and you know what I, I mean, we've had this discussion in your show so many times. I love conservatives. I love that conservatives don't agree with everything. I love that we debate stuff and argue and everything. But look, we got to be all be honest with each other. This this guy is a murderous, evil person. We can have different politics. We can you know disagree on different things. But you cannot justify or cheer for anything that I, I was with. Some lovely Ukrainian um, conservatives, they're pro-life, you know, and they go, you know, Putin runs around and he goes, you know, I, you know, I'm for traditional values. They go, that is an utter lie. He doesn't believe in the church. He doesn't believe in Christian values. He's just a thug. And, and the reality is he's just a brutal thug. Well, he made one point that I actually weirdly agreed with, which was, and he's obviously going to have the stance about why would the U.S. be so set on supporting Ukraine when they have a, a crisis at the border? And then I agree. I'm not 100 percent opposed to helping Ukraine, but I think our priority should be the border. Yeah, well, he's he's smartly playing our own media on that one, right? right? So right, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and this is well, look, and this is something nobody's talking about either. Is, is yes, you're absolutely the number one national security threat that we have today is the border. We could spend every hour minute of your show talking about that. It is absolutely problem I want, and I'm all in for people trying to deal with that. But I got to tell you, when they try to use Ukraine and Israel as a wedge to get Biden to do something on the border. I knew it was going to fail. And here's why. Never take a hostage that you're not willing to shoot. The reality (laughs) is, is Joe Biden does not care about Ukraine. He would throw Ukraine under the bus in a minute. He doesn't care about Israel. He would throw Israel under the bus. So when you threaten to say, oh, we're not going to fund them unless you support the border thing, he's like, oh, whatever. I mean, we, so, so when, when, when people say you have to do something on the border, first he put out a bill, which actually made it worse. Then he endorsed and pushed for a deal, which actually made the border worse. So this notion that somehow we're going to hold, you know, use these other things to hold him hostage to something on the border, he will just not fix the border. He will, he will give AMLO privileges for communists who are trying to destroy America Yes. You know, to help get the numbers down so you can get reelected. But he will not fix the border. And there, there is only one fix to the border. 
And it's and again, it's not a political comment. There's no bill. There's no legislation. There's no funding. The only thing that's going to fix the border is a different president. Amen. Jim, have a great weekend. Thank you, friend. Absolutely. Hey, coming up, we're uh, we're going to get to Greg Jarrett, Fox News analyst. Stay tuned. But here's the bottom line, Joe. Not that we need to sit here and defend President Biden because he's perfectly capable. He's per- perfectly competent. You don't put 14.2 million jobs on the on the card, which he's done as president, uh, if you don't have the strong mental acuity to do it. You don't pass four major economic bills, two of those bipartisan. You don't put the first black woman on the Supreme Court. The list goes on and on in terms of President Biden's accomplishments. You don't manage a complex, complex situation in the Middle East uh, if you don't have your strong mental acuities. They had to go drag Hillary Clinton's communications director, Adrian Elrod, out of retirement and put her on the air to try to spin what Joe Biden screwed up yesterday. Like the the, the news conference last night, the special prosecutor's report. Wow. I mean, they really they're really putting the spin on to try to convince you that we don't have somebody who who's not competent to stand trial, but is apparently competent to run America. We do have Greg Jarrett on the phone this morning, legal and political analyst for the Fox News Channel. Greg, welcome back. Good to be with you, Mark. Thanks. Yes, sir. Quite a day yesterday, huh? It really was. And, you know, that that news conference last night was the definition of a calamity. And it, it was reminiscent, frankly, of uh, I was a young man uh, back in the 70s in the height of Watergate and Nixon, you know, would appear for these news conferences with a, a completely hostile a White House press corps, and nobody was buying what Nixon was saying. And you could tell last night from the shouted uh, questions that nobody uh, in the press corps was buying Joe Biden's storyline last night. Of course, he fumbled, stumbled, and mumbled, you know, confusing the president of Egypt for Mexico's leader. And, you know, I mean, he he basically proved the point of the Robert Hur report that he is senile and demented. You, you know what it reminded me of? I, ha- I had to play this bite this morning. Here we go. Although there is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. Yeah, remember back when the FBI was making prosecutorial decisions for the DOJ? That was James Comey clearing right. Hillary Clinton. And yesterday, once again, we have a, prosec- a special counsel clearing somebody with a D after their name. And there are people in jail today for doing less than what Joe Biden is accused of doing in that case. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, James Comey back then just made it up. That's not the standard uh, for deciding to prosecute someone that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. Not only that, but Comey uh, was exceeding his authority. He was an investigator with the FBI. He's not the prosecutor who decides whether to bring criminal charges. Um, So, you know, Hillary had, uh, you know, Comey in her back pocket, and that's how she escaped criminal charges. And, you know, the same can be said of Robert Hur. Um, you know, his report is really an embarrassment. Uh, apparently, they don't teach much law at Stanford Law School, where Robert Hur attended. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, if he ever tried a case in front of a jury, he must have bungled it because he doesn't know the law. He portrays Joe Biden, you know, as so mentally impaired 
that it's impossible to prove his willfulness or intent. That's legally wrong. At issue is not Biden's current mental state, but what it was years ago when he removed and kept and shared top-secret classified documents, principally with his ghostwriter back in 2007, before he even became vice president, and then thereafter in 2017. And the report also cites uh, Joe Biden's cooperation as a reason for not charging him. (laughs) That's not a defense under the law. If a bank robber decides to cooperate and return the cash he stole, that, that doesn't erase his crimes. As for the photographs of the classified documents haphazardly laying around unsecure, Robert Hurd does this absurd pirouette in which he claims, oh, you know, that kind of recklessness shows that Joe Biden didn't know they were classified. and just made a mistake. Isn't it interesting that with Donald Trump, the government argues just the opposite, that his reckless storage proves his criminality. So, you know, this is such a laughable double standard, but her should be embarrassed that he even holds a law license. Uh, Greg Jarrett, our guest, does this hurt uh, the Jack Smith case against uh, Donald Trump? Well, how do you explain this, Mark, to the American people? I mean, Donald Trump gets prosecuted, but Joe Biden doesn't because he's too senile and demented. You know, I I think this report should deeply alarm all Americans. Uh, and, it, you know, it is compelling evidence, I think, that the cabinet should seriously consider invoking the 25th Amendment, which is functional incapacity. Uh, You know, I I half expect any family who read that report would move for a conservatorship of Joe Biden. You know, so is Hunter Biden, uh, you know, his eldest surviving son going to, you know, be the conservator of Joe Biden and the de facto president of the United States? Uh, I, I mean, this is serious stuff. Yeah. You know, Robert Hur is essentially saying Joe Biden is not competent uh, to stand trial. That's really what he's arguing here. Yeah, I and, and yet he's competent to be president of the United States <laughs> for another four years. Lots of spinning going on this morning on that issue, in fact, as I've listened around to the different networks. Hey, I want to play something from the Supreme Court a hearing yesterday on keeping Trump off the ballot in Colorado. Play cut 14, please. But maybe put most boldly, I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. You know, that question, uh, Greg Jarrett, I'm not an attorney. Don't play one on the radio. That seemed like the most obvious thing to me all along here, and that was Elena Kagan. Yeah. I mean, even the liberal justices were not buying into this tortured view of the 14th Amendment, Mark. Uh, You know, Kagan wasn't buying it. She asked, uh, should one state decide for the whole nation? Uh, Justice Jackson pointed out, wait a minute, the plain language here excludes the president of the United States. And in fact, 
the first draft of the 14th Amendment included the president, and then after uh, debate and discussion, they removed the office of the presidency, which is a clear indication they didn't want the president to be included under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Uh, you know, Chief Justice Roberts uh, practically, uh, and it was a very practical concern, warned of a, a tit for tat where Republicans would start banishing Republicans from the ballot. In fact, they're already moving in that direction in several states. And the court focused on the word insurrection. How is it defined? Who, who decides it? And, and they noted that Trump's due process rights would be egregiously violated by punishing him for something he hasn't been, been charged with, much less convicted of. Great. So. Greg, this is Kim. Sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say, I mean, it seems like this could be a unanimous decision. Do we have any yeah. idea how soon it, it could come and come down? <clears throat> well, I mean, this is probably the easiest case to decide in the history of the Supreme Court. It's a no-brainer. Um, you know, you never know about Sotomayor, but I suspect she'll join with the majority as well, and it should be unanimous. Uh, but, you know, that hearing yesterday, I hope Americans were listening because it put a lie to the predictions of so many other legal analysts uh, on other networks like CNN and MSNBC. I was watching the other day with amusement MSNBC where uh, Neil Katyal, who, you know, served as a top lawyer in the Obama administration, proclaimed that Trump is absolutely an insurrectionist and he will have no good arguments uh, or defenses before the Supreme Court. You know, again, I hope Americans were listening because they were misled by him and others. They promised that the Supreme Court would disqualify Trump, he'd lose, and obviously yesterday it was clear that he won't. Yeah, anxious to, to see how quickly they come out with that. I, I was hoping maybe next week. Uh, don't you think, Greg? Yeah, I mean, it could be a matter of days. I mean, listen, um, they already had a pre-hearing uh, uh, you know, meeting. I'm sure they assigned the case. My guess is probably Roberts because it's so important. Uh, you know, you want the chief judge to do it. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure the law clerks were already putting together a draft uh, and, you know, it should come out quickly because, you know, uh, time is of the essence mm-hmm. here to make sure that Trump isn't excluded from ballots. That's a great point. Greg Jarrett, as always, we appreciate your insight. Thank you. Mark and Kim, good to be with you. Take Ab- care. Absolutely. Yeah, good, good to get him on here. Hey, uh, coming up, we got Senator Josh Hawley at the top of the hour. Yesterday, he was calling for invoking the 25th Amendment. We're going to get him on here talking about that. And also, he's been working hard on justice for video uh, for victims, I should say, of radioactive exposure in the greater St. Louis area. We'll get his thoughts on all that a few minutes after 8. Stay tuned. You know, in years past, uh, Kim St. Ange, I found myself uh, covering what we've got Anna Bowman out covering this morning, and that is Heat Up St. Louis at a, a local Hardee's restaurant. Anna, thank you for giving me a few minutes this morning. How are you? 
Of course, I'm out at the Hardee's in the Chesterfield Valley, and it is it is popping. There's so many people here. I'm glad to hear that. I uh, I hope people will show up. I mean, it's just it's an annual tradition in St. Louis. People can go buy what is it a sausage biscuit or a bag full of them, and the money gets donated to heat up, right? Yep, a sausage or egg biscuit for just a dollar, and then 100% of all of those proceeds go to um, heat up St. Louis. And when I first walked in this morning around like 6:30ish, someone was donating a $25,000 check. Wow! And then like 20 minutes ago, we had somebody come in with a $200,000 check. So I mean, this is pretty crazy. Mark, who did you have drop off that check for you since you were here? Well, I mean, I <laughs> I, I just had somebody else drop it yeah. off since I yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Did I see Fredbird was there, Anna? <laughs> oh yes, Fredbird is here, causing a ruckus, going car to car and greeting people. <laughs> yeah, and she also sent me a picture with the gas buddy Steve, uh, who, was, yeah. who showed up out there, right? Oh, yeah. And he was like, I don't really have time to, like, actually buy food. So he gave me $10 to then give to the people to donate. And That was nice. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, that is that is nice. I'm, I'm uh, glad that he did that. So, so here's what you need. To, I don't know if anybody explained this to you or not. But the person who gets sent out to Hardee's uh, on these kind of mornings has to bring a bag full of biscuits back to the radio station. Is that right? <laughs> I, I'm getting nothing here. Come on. Back me up, Carl. Uh, Mark, yes. you should have come on your way to work this morning. <laughs> it depends what time she'd bring them back. If it's after 9.15 or so, then it's not required. Because I'll, I'll I'll I hope to be gone. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll be honest with you, Anna. I don't know if there's a 24-hour Hardee's in the area anymore. I, I, they're, they're not open at the hour I come in. That's true. That is very true. Hopefully people will uh, keep showing up and, uh, and donating. And so it's all to a good cause. We know it's 70 today and it might snow on Monday. So we're not out of the woods yet with the cold weather. Wow. Yeah, I know. Thank you. You're welcome. That's your weather <laughs> forecast all in one. Anna Bowman, uh, thank you for being out there this morning. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Bring me a biscuit or two. <laughs> Last little plug for that, huh? <laughs> She's like, you had to get that in there. I'm not spending $10 of my own money to bring everybody food back to the rest, back to the Guess station. Guess buddy Steve just brought you lunch, Mark. Oh, is that right? Nice. Hopefully she at least got a free sandwich <laughs> for being out there. Yeah, I joked earlier, uh, whoever's going by there, feel free to uh, to drop a bag off here at the uh, the radio station. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, uh, Ro- you remember the name Robin Smith? Kim, you remember that from New? Channel 4, like from Walking yeah, Around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro- Robin used to always be the one that was out there for Channel 4 in the mornings. We used to toss to her, and she would bring back two or three bags of biscuits. So I'm just saying there's no pressure on, on you there, Anna. Don't worry. Hey, coming up, we're going to get to Senator Josh Hawley. He is, uh, he. first of all, he called for the invoking the 25th Amendment after watching the President of the United States last night in that disaster of a news conference. We'll ask him about that. Uh, Jay Ashcroft, Missouri Secretary of State, was in Washington at the Supreme Court uh, for those high-stakes uh, hearings yesterday on the Colorado ballot issue, and uh, can't wait to get his take on that. That'll be at about 8.20, so big hour coming up on the Mark Cox Morning Show. Stay tuned. Get more at 971talk.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.